And welcome back to another episode of Donut Squad Radio, your one-stop shop for news, chats, and reviews on the nerdy world you love. My name is Adrian, and I am here with my best good pal and co-host, Colin. And together, we'd like to say to all who come to this happy place, welcome. Colin, say hey to the people. Oh, baby. Dude, I'm ready. We're back. We're back in action, man. It's been a while. It feels like it's been a while. It's been just over a month. Yeah, it's been one month since we had this. Oh, my bass out. Yeah, it's been a month since uh, we've done our last episode. This is episode 19. Wow. Almost we at that 2-0, man. I know. We're ahead of uh, our goal. Yeah, of, seriously. Like one a month. Yeah, we, we're we only, are. I think we're only one ahead, but hey. But still, that's better a, than being that's behind. Right. That's right. Um, yeah. We got a good one today. I'm we excited. have a really good I'm really one excited. Today. Before we get into all of our fun catch-ups, things like that, I do want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. If, and I'm going to take it down to a a little uh, somber, uh, real place real quick. Yeah. But it would be weird if I didn't acknowledge what has happened in the last month. Yeah. And we are missing a key component of donut squad radio um since our last episode mm-hmm. um so usually while we're recording whether you know it or not i have my best friend next to me doing whatever sometimes you can hear him drinking water um jangling around with his collar whatever it may be but after an 18 month battle with cancer um my my best friend my my pup marley uh, he he passed away since our last episode. Um, it's been a terrible, terrible experience for me, mm-hmm. but I think it's a it's a real testament to the things that we love. Um, the thing you know, our friendship, everything between you and I, between these these fandoms, that even during what has been the worst time of my life, um they're really bringing me out of that, that dark mm-hmm. place. Um, so I, I did want to just, you know, give a little tribute to Marley and yeah. thank you and thank our, our fandom, you know, for, for all these cool things like Spider-Man and flash, what we're going to talk about uh, for being, you know, there for me over the Absolutely, last month. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm DSR lost one of our best agents. We did, you know, and we did the, he will not, won't be replaced. No, can't replace that. No, um, there'll be a few, a few less uh, water laps in the in the background <laughs> while we're recording, or a little less jangling or nails tapping on the floor. Yeah, and those will be missed. Those are going to be missed, though. I know, I know that's what that's what the listeners really are listening for. Those like, those little bits of what Marley's doing in the back. <laughs> if like, I'm in my office and it's it's carpeted in here and no one can hear it, they're like, why the hell am I listening to this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do think it's funny just because like, you know, in in his life, I think Marley was probably stemming from you. He's probably watched Marvel movies more than most people have. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, even though he wasn't able to, you know, express his, uh, his fandom through words, you know, he definitely was a huge fan, um, of everything that we're talking about. Um, and yeah, we're, 
we're gonna miss him forever. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. But you're being you're you're st- you're staying in there, man. You're staying strong. We. I know you're trying. <laughs> hey, we're getting I, we're getting through it one day at a time. Yeah, that's that's all you really can do. And um, and but, you know, luckily we've had a lot of good stuff uh in the last month to uh focus on and have fun with and go go to the movies, which has been a huge uh a huge kind of I don't want to call it a distraction, but a uh, a good way to spend my time in a in a positive way um during this rough time mm-hmm. and uh you know we'll we'll get into the things that we've seen in the last in the last few weeks but first i want to hear other than other than these movies what you've been watching what's going on with you what have you been playing oh man um so since we since we last spoke i finished jedi survivor it's oh i didn't know you dude, finished it it's that's one of those games that honestly if um Zelda Tears of the Kingdom uh didn't come out right after I would have hopped right into a new game plus for that game. Like oh, really? like hands down right now my game of the year. It it's the story is fantastic. I got so lost in the world. I love the character of Cal Kestis now where Fallen Order didn't quite sell me on it. Like yeah. I, I was sort of still like, I don't, I don't really care for, I, I, Cal didn't annoy me or anything like that. He just wasn't one of my like top tier characters. He was just I there. Think, I think, yeah, this, this story takes him in directions that, you know, you, you can totally see this being the middle movie of a trilogy and they don't necessarily end off on any sort of cliffhanger or anything like that but it's more so the changes that cal undergoes throughout the entire plot um you could see potentially himself uh potentially him losing himself to a certain side um maybe later on which side could that be dude dude, it's it it is really good i like i liked all the characters i did so many of the i I'm I'm a collection hound, so I do all of like the side stuff. Oh yeah, and then um, so I'm I'm most I'm most definitely going to go back once um, I have some time away from Zelda or something like that, and probably um, get all the achievements, all all hundred percent it. Um, yeah. But other than that, yeah, I've been playing Zelda when I can. Uh, that's that game's freaking awesome for anybody who's played breath of the wild. They're going to love this. It just expands on that. There's, That's what I hear you dude. It makes you feel like the dumbest genius all the time where it's just like, you'll be trying to solve a puzzle the way you think they want you to solve it. Um, and then like, you'll, you'll gotcha. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or like, or you'll solve it. And then later I'll be on TikTok or something and see somebody doing the same shrine or or doing the same puzzle and they do it like that. And I'm just like, I never would have thought of doing something like that. (laughs) That's cool. It's, it's really awesome. Like it it really is super cool. Just how much, um, how open-ended everything is. So it really makes you think, but also like, if you just want to 
ram your head at a wall over and over again, you're going to make progress. It's not like, it's not like a total thinking man's game. Yeah. Um, but that's been a blast. Um, it's probably dangerous, but I put my switch right up here next to my work computer. So anytime oh, I'm like free, dude. I'll just hop on for a little bit and the, probably not the best idea, but it's been, it's been really nice. Um, that's, that's dangerous. I, um, real quick, I think I mentioned to you, I used to have, um, one of my monitors like right here next yeah. to me on the desk. Yeah. And it was like literally just for video games. Cause I like, I like hanging out in the office. So yeah. like, after work and you know, if I whatever, have some time, whatever I'll play. Um, but I moved it right behind me because it's just out of the way enough <laughs> where I can't do both. Right. And I have to like separate work from like the video games and everything. There's at least the swivel chair motion that like keeps you. From- <laughs> yeah. There's one it's, it's the swivel chair keeping me from chaos. Um, right. But I put my Xbox up here too. I don't have a speaker, oh, so I just throw the headset on. But it's nice. Yes. Um, spend a lot of time in the office these days, um, mm-hmm. so it's nice. And especially if we have like like next week, I have to work late one day, so I'll just throw the Xbox on and wait yeah. for like orders to come in and stuff. But yeah, that'll anyways. be nice and be able to chip away at games like you know, like Lego Star Wars, like things that yeah. things that you can just hop into. Like it's not necessarily like story driven, like. And that's where I'm at with all my games right now. Like yeah, I'm still yeah. trying 100% Hogwarts. Dang. And I'm going to. Yeah. You mark my you mark my words. Oh, I believe it, man. It's I'm that gonna collection. 100%. It's the collection that really It's been gets a hot me. minute since I've played. There's a lot. Yeah, I haven't played any video games. I'll get into it. It's your turn for what you No, no, no. no <laughs> Got to be organic, man. Let's keep talking about. It. But I mean, as far as um watching and stuff like that, um been new season of love island uk came out of course so shannon and i are watching that together is that good like, can i watch it honestly man you it's one of those things where every single season some are better than others definitely yeah. every single season it starts out and you're like i don't like any of these people like i don't it, not that they're bad people mm-hmm. it's just you don't you don't really connect with them at first because they're all coming in being like, you know, I'm hot shit. And because, you know, I, I got on this show and they all have their guards up initially. Yeah. But then like you get to like episode 10 and you actually start being like, man, I really hope so-and-so doesn't screw over so-and-so. Like, yeah. like you, you end up actually caring about like some of their relationships and things like that. And like seeing that some of them are decent human beings, like some of them are nice. The thing is, is that since it is an everyday episode, there's a shit ton of episodes. Oh, it's an everyday it's thing. It's every single day. Oh my God. Uh, I, I guess other than I think it's five episodes a week. And so. I know, right? It's it's insane. So you so you end the season and you're on like episode like seventy three. I I'm probably gonna start watching this. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's I mean, like if you it, honestly, if you ask Shannon, she will tell you what season is the best season. And the best part is that you've been out of you know, it's not like you've been looped in, so you won't know who wins. Yeah, I have no idea. Know, you know, yeah, you won't know like what goes down. Like every every once in a while, good drama goes down. I will say this season, 
there has already been some decent drama. So like, it's already one of the good, one of the better seasons. Pretty juicy. Um, oh, yeah. it's been, yeah, it's been pretty juicy. Um, but other than that, uh, we watched a couple of the new, uh, Black Mirror episodes. Yeah. Um, I'll some of them that. were, yeah, pretty good. What'd you think of them? I will watch. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's, oh sorry. It's I like, thought it's you said on, I'd watch that. Okay. It's on my, my list. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Pretty good. We, yeah, we, we, we definitely liked, um, some of them. And then, man, um, dude. We'll talk about the movies I've been watching, <laughs> but I want I want to know what you've been watching, what you've been watching, what you've been playing, what you've been doing. Um, I have not played any video games in the last month. That's okay. And it's I I don't know why. Because right when I saw you pop up on my Switch playing Lego Star Wars just a, like a couple of days ago. No, no, I haven't played. Hmm. I um I had like a all day meeting for work like two or three weeks ago Oof! and i was like all right i'll listen to the meeting and participate and stuff but just have you know hogwarts or lego on and and then of course that day everyone and their mother decided to make me actually do my job <laughs> the nerve uh so i was busy that whole day but that's the only time i fired up my xbox or my switch um since uh our last episode and it's just like one of those things like i'll get back into it but my brain has been like trying to get back to normal. And like, whenever I find something that I really, really like doing, I'm kind of fixating on that and like chasing yes. that positive, like that dopamine I'm getting. Yes. Um, but, um, so I haven't been playing anything. I'm still going to be working through Hogwarts and Lego star Wars. I'm never going to hundred percent Lego star Wars. I'm just going to say that it's so much. It, it's a lot. And I've put a lot into it already. Um, <laughs> but, um, so there's those two that I will continue playing. Fortnite had the Star Wars season, mm-hmm. whatever thing. Uh, that was cool. So I got the Anakin skin and nice. The Did you pass. end up getting Darth Maul? No. Did you end up playing enough, dude? Shannon, I played, of course, did. I played two <laughs> nights and then I <laughs> yeah. went to the beach and I got back and life went the down, life fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I just stopped. I I didn't play at all. Um, what have I been watching? I two big things are coming to mind. First thing, uh, Vanderpump Rules. Oh, oh yeah, I remember you telling me. I am a a Vanderpump fan. I love Vanderpump Vander Rules. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of something else to say. <laughs> of uh, I'm a Vandy guy, but back in late 2020, early 2021, I watched seasons one through eight within a few weeks, and it was disgusting how much I watched that show. <laughs> And then that was all that was on Hulu at the time. Mm-hmm. So I stopped watching, obviously, once I got caught up. And then they released two more seasons on Peacock. And I hadn't got caught up. So um, one night I was hanging out with my sister. I was like, let's get caught up. Like, she's caught up. And I was like, I'll watch it, get caught up. And yeah. I like that night was like probably two or three weeks ago. And I just ran through the last two seasons <laughs> and if you know anything about vanderpump rules right now it is the craziest reality show right um just a lot of drama going on but scandal scandal oh, so disappointed because he and ariana were like my two favorites and dang no one yeah. saw that coming that's why it was so yeah. crazy he was like they were oh, it was crazy 
What, how um, many how many episodes are in each season for that show? That's a good so question. Like, I can, let me um let me look that up. Uh, are they are they hour long episodes? Yeah, they're about an hour. Um. Oh God, what's going on? Well, sorry. Not now. Um. Yeah, there are. This one had fifteen episodes, and then they they do a reunion like a few months after it airs, or oh, okay, maybe okay. right after it airs, but a few months after yeah. filming. And they bring and everybody then, back, and they have like a, a reunion with everyone, and they talk about it, and it gets oh, it gets heated. Every I year. bet it gets so heated because they're probably watching clips back. And um, like, finding out things that they didn't know before. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> probably and then, like, stuff. this is the first time they did a three-part reunion because of everything that happened. And, like, one person had a restraining order on another person, so oh that only gosh. one of them could be in at once. It was it was wild. So, like, the last few weeks, all I've done after work is sit, not all I've done, but whenever I have a free night, I sit in this office and watch Vanderpump Rules, and I've been building Legos. And it's been so fun. Um, oh, man. man, I'm living the life over here. But um, so, yeah, Vanderpump Rules is one thing I've been watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will get into the Legos. Uh, but another thing I just watched was a show on Peacock called um, Based on a True Story. Have you heard of that? Based on a True Story? No. no so the, the premise is there's this couple. They're hurting financially. They live mm-hmm. in L.A. And they make kind of a new friend ish. Um, and they find out he is a serial killer. Oh, and so they blackmail him. They're both into like, well, the, the wife is into true crime mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she is like, we should blackmail him into doing a podcast with us and then we'll become rich. Right. Right. Because it'll be him telling the story of him becoming a serial killer and like firsthand as he's doing it and all that stuff. Dang, that actually sounds really interesting. What's that? What's that on? Peacock. It's on Peacock. Okay. And it's uh the actress from uh Big Bang Theory, Theory uh Kelly 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 Cuomo Cuomo Cuoco 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 you got some pain behind those eyes, P.O.P. P.O.P. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So that and then was who's good. who's the guy that do you know? Well, I don't. Uh, I've never seen him. I've oh, never. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, the uh, the serial killer or the the husband guy. Okay. I don't know mm-hmm. either of them, but they're both good. I like both of them. Okay. Um. So that's been good. I watched that first season. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Dang. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah, like I said, I've been building a lot of Legos. Oh, baby. Shout Dude. out to you guys. You guys gave me a, a Hufflepuff uh banner Lego. It turns into the, the common room. Very cool. Oh yeah. Dude, I've got I I've gotta I've gotta just segue us really quick into our podcast within a podcast. It's gonna be called All Bricked Up. All oh right? dude. all bricked up, baby. All right. We're I'm in our uh, our <laughs> your your newest favorite podcast within a podcast, all bricked up. All we bricked talk up. about 
We talk about the new Legos that we've received, new Legos that we've built, uh, new Legos that we've uh, seen on, um, you know, maybe they released new ones and we want them. Um, But Adrian, I got to know. This is gonna this is gonna be a groundbreaking opening session to our bricked up because you've been building Legos like a madman. Yeah, dude, this is gonna be a little depressing <laughs> to listen back to in a little in a few months. Um or it's gonna what? be the coolest thing to listen back to in a few months. Um <laughs> man, you dog, you coming up with these podcasts dude. within a podcast, these good segments. I'm we just all... do cool so much cool shit. Like we've gotta share it with the people, you know, That's and true. it has to have a tagline too. Dang, all bricked up. I'm here for this. This is cool. Uh, yeah. So, um, let me let, let me take it back about uh 30 days ago. So, um, I feel uh, like in your head that sounded like longer ago, but like, <laughs> like you've done. Let me so run it back. Between that. <laughs> I know it feels like a lifetime ago. Um, so I I uh have this terrible thing experience, and then uh, Colin and Shannon being my best friends, uh give me a little gift basket with cool things you know they're wonderful people and they want to cheer me up one of those things in the basket you guys gave me um i will get into this in our other podcast within a podcast but a very cool funko pop um (laughs) a lego set um a bunch of snacks a book the ahsoka book um and it was just the nicest thing ever um but the lego set was the hufflepuff banner that gets turned into you can open it up and it turns into the Hufflepuff common room. So like I one can night see it right now, I'm looking right it's, at it. Yeah, it's it's right behind me. <laughs> um, like there's a Lego right behind me, isn't there? <laughs> um, but uh, so I built that, and it was just really nice, just kind of like focusing on that and you know not being terribly uh sad. So I was like, I'm gonna chase this feeling. I'm gonna like I had no financial responsibilities no like sense of saving money i was just like yeah. in crisis mode yeah. i don't care legos make me feel good <laughs> yeah like i don't that's all i care about yeah so i went to target and i got the uh guardians of the galaxy ship from the new movie mm-hmm. which is a pretty big set that one was pretty big yeah that looked I, big when you were finished with it i didn't know that i don't know how many pieces it was i can i have all the booklets over here i can mm. check but it was it was a pretty big one i would say it's, it was probably like a thousand pieces or so um and then i got um at the same time i got rockets baby rockets ship that he escapes in mm-hmm. um in guardians 3 with a little baby rocket <laughs> and it comes with a little baby rocket it was so cute so i built both of those and then i was like all right let's go what's next so i uh <laughs> Went to Target and I got the house from Up. Oh, nice! Yeah, I remember you showed me that one too. That that was a good one. It had a lot of like really small details in it of like mm. all the little things from the movie, like little pictures and like the the little piggy bank jar that they have. It says Paradise Falls. And was the inside like built out too, or yeah. like oh, that's cool. So, um, if like it's it's like a cut out so the front of it looks like the regular house but then the back of it is like a dollhouse where you can see into all the rooms oh cool i love and so that. it has it has like all the all those little details in it which is really cool and it came with russell um oh what's his name why am i why am i blanking on uh the old man's name oh man um 
Jess is going to listen to this and be like, are you I know. <laughs> Did you forget his name? Um, I, will, I keep wanting to say Ralph, but it's not Ralph, dude. No. Um, it's uh, it's something. He has a name. He has a name. And then and it, it came, is a good name. <laughs> and, it, and then it also came with Doug. It came with a little minifig nice. Doug. Oh. Um, so that's been that's that was a cool one. Um, dang, it's gonna bother me that I don't know. You're looking it up right now, Carl. Oh yeah. Jeez. Um. So yeah, that was cool. And then I really went off the deep end, and they have this Disney set uh, for all the villains, and it has like. I didn't even send you a picture of it yet. It has um three. Oh, did you v- finish it? Oh yeah. yeah oh nice. Yeah. Oh cool. It has three. It's it's like a little like thing that you put on your bookshelf. It looks like three VHSs stacked up, and then a book, and it has like a poison apple from Snow White and a playing card from Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> and it's all focused around the villains of Disney, and so like, there's like a big VHS uh, like case that's mm-hmm. for sleeping beauty but then there's a little secret compartment where you put the little maleficent figure in oh cool. and then right next to that is like a, a storybook of beauty and the beast and there's a little compartment where gaston goes but then there's also like this little thing you flip on the top and the little rose comes up jeez um, this is a lot more intricate than like i thought from like the picture dude, like just from the box is, this thing is detailed and then it has um a VHS tape out of the box and it's like a little mermaid VHS tape and you like, mm-hmm. you can flip it open and you can see the little film in there and it's from little mermaid. Um, and then there's a little, the one that's like on the bottom is the Aladdin VHS. There's a little seating compartment where genie Jafar comes out. Oh, cool. Pick. I like that. I like that. It's genie Jafar. Not cool. just Jafar. That is really yeah, cool. Lame. <laughs> Um, the poison apple has a little receiving compartment where like the evil witch comes out. Mm. The playing card is just a playing card. And then <laughs> there's this like little pocket watch with like, oh, hook, dang, hook on it. Yeah. So yeah, I built that. And then I went really off the deep end <laughs> and I saw that you can pay off, uh, really big Legos on Amazon over a few months. So I got the UCS ultimate collector series. Uh, Republic gunship from Star Wars. So cool. And I started it last night. How many? How many bags are they? I think they're like, like eight, eighteen. Eighteen. That 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 sounds about right. So now, yeah. like, if for any listeners who haven't gotten like a Lego like recently, like they literally separate out pieces into steps. So like each bag will be you're creating. I don't know the wings or something like that. Yeah, it's like, all like sectioned yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. So eighteen of them. I think I want to. I want to say the ATAT um, was 10, 10 or sounds, tw- ten or twelve. That sounds maybe. about right. Yeah. The um the the villain set was a pretty big set, and it was like a thousand, thousand a thousand pieces, pe- a thousand okay. pieces yeah. and. 13 bags but some of the bags were small it could have been oh, right less, it could have been less but it was like sectioned out by like the different vhs tapes and the yeah. different items and stuff um any listeners out there just go google villain lego set because it'll make a lot more sense if you see a picture <laughs> of it it's really cool you um, described it well I, I i could visualize it even with 
Well, thank you. I knew what it looked like, yeah. to be fair, but still. Yeah. It's really, it was one of the coolest sets I've ever built. It really it was, is. It was awesome. It was fun. Um, like, and I feel like that fits in on like any shelf anywhere. Like, even if yeah. like you don't have like a specific like Lego shelf or something, like you could put that on a bookshelf and like it yeah. looks, you know. It looks, it, it looks really cool. I'm really happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so the, the UCS, so that was about a thousand pieces. The UCS Republic gunship is 3,300 pieces. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous and it's so cool. And it's one of those things like I know I've, I've been putting off getting a set like that mm-hmm. because they're so expensive, but oh, now yeah. I'm, pay- I'm paying it off over yeah. five months. Dude, I don't know how anybody like doesn't do that like i feel like with the price points that some legos are at like the death star like death stars know. are now like almost a grand aren't they the i don't know the death star but the millennium falcon's 800 dollars. like <laughs> i i you can pay that one off over a few months too the only thing that held me back from buying that one is i recently went to the lego store and saw how actually big it is oh okay and I was like, I I don't even have place uh, have a place for like the sets that I've built right now. Yeah, I definitely don't have a place for that one. Like, you could um, you could tie it to a bunch of strings, have it hanging from the ceiling. Then one day, it's just gonna. And fall. then it just falls out, and that's you how have to I do die. it all over again. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> one day I'll get one day one, one day I'll get that one. But I'm very happy. <laughs> this is the one that I've wanted for a while. Yeah. How many uh, how many clone figures come with it? It only comes with two minifigs. The UCS sets usually only come with like one or two. Oh, and okay. they okay. they get displayed. They have a little plaque that you put on the stand for the ship. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's okay. like it has a like a little blueprint of the ship and all the like specs. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. next to the plaque is a little spot for both figures. So this one came with a Mace Windu figure and a cool. clone trooper. And Very I think it's cool. a I think it's a phase one clone trooper too. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, attack of the clones. Dude. Um, um, my cousin Robbie, um, said Etsy is a good place to look for minifigs because people, people will do custom ones. So like a really good idea. Yeah, dude. Like, and, and the thing is, is that they're they're like relatively cheap because you're only buying like a minifigure like this big. Right. But like you can get like a, like a wolf. Uh, like a Wolfpack Trooper or something like that. Oh, that's like, cool. Like they've got um, Ahsoka uh, Troopers and things like that. You know, that's really cool. Yeah. Last thing I'll say on Legos, real mm-hmm. quick. They do have like the um the the like random packaging whatever of Disney 100 uh, figures. So it's like mm-hmm. a, they have you know like the mystery bags of of mini figs that they come out with all the time, and they have a series right now. For the Disney 100th anniversary, and it's all like classic Disney characters from like different, you know, every every decade. And so I kind of like went a little too deep and got a few too many of those, but I have like nine of them now. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Like every time I go to Target, I get one, and now I've gotten all the ones that I really, really want. So I'm okay. Showing. Yeah. But how many? How um? What duplicates do you have? The only duplicate I have is Sorcerer Mickey. That's Which actually really good, surprising. It's a yeah. good duplicate to have too, because yeah. I I have one just sitting on my desk, which is a really good standalone minifig. Mm-hmm. And then I have one with the other ones, and the other ones that I have are 
Stitch, the Evil Queen from Snow White, Baymax, um, Aurora, um, Miguel from Coco. I always remember mm-hmm. the bad guy from Coco. I always forget his name too. Um, but I'll think of it. Um, Doctor, I think it's Facilier or something like that from uh, yeah. Princess and the Frog. Yep. And then Pocahontas and uh, Robin Hood. Nice. The Robin Hood one's cool. Yeah. 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 But the ones I really wanted were Stitch and Baymax. So I can see the Baymax one being really cool. It's really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, but yeah, there's all bricked up. There's all there bricked up. Have you First seen episode any episode of many? You got any all bricked up takes for us today? Um not really. Um I I more so just wanted you to lead that one. Um I've I keep seeing TikToks though of like of Legos. Um but like most of them are like anime themed ones. Oh and I yeah, I've never I've never really like looked into them. Like there'll be like My Hero Academia ones, and I don't know if those are just like custom ones that people have just like made or if they yeah. bought like a pack if like they have packs of those i'm not really sure i haven't seen those but that isn't yeah that'd be really cool if they have them yeah um but no i mean i got there it is for, there it is that's there, that's all that's, bricked up man everyone's other favorite podcast within a podcast <laughs> their newest favorite <laughs> the newest favorite yeah cool um do you want to do what's popping real quick Dude, let's roll straight into what's popping. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what is popping? Anything popping on your end? Um, I'm still riding the high of um I've got uh my uh Jim Hawkins. I saw um, that one at the comic book store the other day and I was very close to buying it. It's so good, man. Like they've got like like Treasure Planet being probably one of my favorite Disney movies ever. Having him on his like wind speeder, and it's got a little morph oh, on his finger. It's I like morph, a little more morphy. <laughs> oh, morphy. but it's per it's 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 perfect. I'm still riding the high of that one. That's it. I love that one. Um, I still need um I still need to present Honey with three of my favorites, and she needs to pick out one. And then that's the one I'm going to keep on my desk. I still don't have any on my desk. So I'm going to nice. do that. Yeah. Do I, that soon. I cycle through the ones that are on my desk and I always have at least one or two. I have like my little, little console that like everything plugs into right, mm-hmm. right, right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now I have, I have a, a Funko Papa of Marley, oh. like a little chocolate lab. And then I have Scooby-Doo <laughs> up here. So it's like two Marley's here. Yeah. Yeah. And they will never leave. Um be staying. Yeah. Um How about you, dude? What's popping with you? Uh since our last episode, I've only res- I've only gotten two new pops. Um one being one that I really wanted and I was very, very, very excited about, uh, which was Job of the Hut and Salacious B Crumb that you and Shannon bought me. Heck yeah. And that one is so sick. Shannon's never gonna get Slicious B Crumb. Dude, she, she wants him so bad. She just she, wants him. She yeah. doesn't care about Java. 
Too bad. What I was thinking, what I was thinking is like, I feel like they should have a salacious B crumb of the, um, what are they? The 18 inch ones. Like the like oh. like because it would be like he'd be almost like actual size. That's like, I such feel a good like idea. That'd be, that'd be cool. Like and have him just like sitting on something. That's like when they um when they made a BD one. Yeah, it was yeah. like just a. It was pretty much just like a life size replica of BD one. It was so yeah. cute. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> um, so I got that one from you guys. Obviously, it's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jabo looks so disgusting. I love it. <laughs> Um, and then on Monday, after the three of us did our little movie day at, at the movie theater and, uh, we were there all day, I went to the comic book store and I had a bunch of stuff in my hands mm-hmm. and I was about to leave spending way too much money. And then I put everything back except for the medieval Renaissance, uh, Vulture Funko Pop. Oh, cool. Across the Spider-Verse. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even realize they had one of them. Dude, it's such a good That's one awesome. too. Like, it's very reminiscent of like the Green Goblin pop they had from Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, didn't really play a big role in the movie, but it was such a cool variant of that character that like, I'm really glad I have that one. Yeah. Um, and I have like comic accurate Vulture too. So I'm going to put them next to each other, which will be cool. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, the other ones I really want right now are just Spider-Verse Pops. Um, yeah, yeah same they, here. I feel like they're really dropping the ball on... like How many they could cap- have. Yeah, capitalizing on like how popular it is right now. Like, yeah. I And I haven't even seen... The only ones I've seen out like in the wild are the 18-inch Miles. Okay. And I have, I have three 18-inch ones. Like, I don't need... I don't Man. want another yeah you know if there was one i would get i would get miles mm-hmm. but those are kind of like big staple pieces of your collection you know right right um but like i've only seen that one and then the comic book cover of uh of gwen gwen yeah we saw that one the other day we did see um we saw spider bite i don't like that one there me neither so i yeah so i was like i was like i don't this is like one of the ones that I wouldn't get. And like, um, why, why do they even have a, I mean, she was a fine character, but like, I haven't seen, um, Scarlet Spider. Yeah. Like they need to make that one or they need to make Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker in the robe. Yeah. With Mayday. Uh, Mayday. Oh my gosh. That'd so, be so cute. cute. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, um, or, or just a Mayday pop. That'd yeah. Be, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder if they'll they have to have like a second wave or something like that, right? Because they didn't they do so. that for the first one for Into the Spider Verse. They had like Dude, a, for the first one, they did not have a good selection either. Yeah. They had like Miles in his costume, right? They had Miles in his suit. They had Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. I think they had Peter Peter B. Parker. Okay. They had Gwen. They definitely had Spider-Man Noir. Did they? Yeah. And they might have had Spider-Ham, but I don't know. And all those were like really limited releases. Right. Right. You can't find them anywhere. So Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. That's what's popping on my end. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I mean, like that, I feel like that discussion kind of leads us straight into our 
main topic of the day. Uh, well, yeah. Okay, so we got two movies to talk about. One of them is going to take up most of the time. Oh, yeah. One of them I kind of want to do like a brief. And if the listeners at home haven't noticed, we have zero plan of how this show is going tonight. <laughs> and we just texted each other. We're like, let's do a show tomorrow. And we're not going to plan it at all and just go with the flow and see how it goes. So that's what you're getting right now. That's what you get. <laughs> you get what you paid for. This yeah. is free. <laughs> this, is, this is your part of your $10 a month on Spotify. Um, but uh, also free elsewhere if you don't. Right. But um, but yeah, so um, we saw Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, around the time when it came out, just a little bit after. Um, and we all pooped our pants and were obsessed with it. Oh, yeah. Um, so much so that the following weekend, yeah, we ended up doing a double header movie day where oh, man. we went to a matinee flash uh, and then got lunch and then went back to, to the theater and saw Across the Spider-Verse again. It was um, such a fantastic day, dude. Like, I'm just like, I, I could live in more. a movie theater. Like, it was I, so I could. Fun. It was so nice. Like, just I'm get like, my just get my little bag of popcorn, dude. And like, just cuddle up. You know, I got, got got my candy. Got your own little ball, dude. Got your own little ball outside here, dude. And like, and like, dude, I I splurged and I got the Spider Verse bucket. Awesome of- bucket. It's a great I'm, bucket. I'm jealous of that bucket. Honestly, if we go, if we go for Indiana Jones or whichever our next one is going to be, and they still have that bucket, I'll probably get, get it because it. it'll be a good, it'll be a good Halloween time like candy bucket. That's what sure. I was thinking. And like when it's not Halloween, I'm just gonna fill it up with other snacks. There you go. <laughs> and I'm just gonna like use it as my snack bucket while I yeah. watch movies and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was fun. We had a great mm-hmm. time. I'm going to give a quick little free plug to Cinemark because yeah, Colin seriously. and I just recently became movie club members at Cinemark. Oh. You pay 10 bucks a month. You get a free movie ticket and it rolls over. If you don't use it that month, you get, uh, what was it? 20%, 20% off. off. Yeah. yeah. All of, uh, all of the snacks and concessions, no online fees. We went to the movies the other day. I paid $10 for both of those movies and then I got 20% off all the concessions I got. Dude, so. it's it's nuts. Like we should we should have been doing this such a long time ago cuz we've been going through like Fandango and don't get me Fandango's, wrong, Fandango oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, like like <laughs> don't get me wrong, like it's semi simple to use, but like compared to like the Cinemark app and we know that we're going to go there, like yeah. there's just no beating it. Like Mm-mm. Like the amount of money we've actually like we've seriously saved okay. has like I've, I've already like quadrupled like my savings compared to the ten dollars that I've paid for this month. Yeah, Forbes so just like Forbes has reached out to me about becoming a millionaire through this program. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. How no, is I mean, this guy saving so much money on this movie? <laughs> uh, it's great though. Um, so yeah, real quick, let's get into the flash. Yep. Give kind okay. of like let's do our like gut reaction and like low and high real quick okay. and then move into Spider-Verse. Yeah. And then I good. feel like that's going to be like the meat and potatoes of of this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um and and you know if if our listeners want us to go deeper into the flash, 
let us know and yeah. we'll, we'll do that in future, future episodes. But Adrian, do you want to start? You want to start? What, what were your initial reactions to the flash? Yeah. Oh man. I'd love to start. Thanks. It's very nice of you. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I mean that whole movie, I caught myself sitting there like a stupid little kid with a shit eating grin on Same my face. <laughs> and I was just like, where did this movie come from? And like, I had heard very mixed reviews of it. A lot of it, yeah. given it like a meh, like 60%, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's mm-hmm. fine. That's kind of the, the impression I got. And I try to avoid those kind of things before watching a movie, but um, just from scrolling, whatever, social media i Mm -hmm. saw those kind of things and then this movie really 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 delivered like it i think it had a really great balance of it being a flash movie with some really great impactful cameos yes that weren't just there to sell tickets right right mainly talking about keaton oh yeah like keaton's batman was perfect where he was kind of like a mentor he was he moved the storyline along. Mm-hmm. He was there for a reason, but he was only there for a limited time. And then it circled back to just being a flash movie. And right. I think that was perfect. Right. Same with Kara. And I, yeah, like it wasn't with her. Oh my God, me too. I know. And she, she played that role so well. We're not like, like nothing was cringy that came out of her mouth where mm-hmm. it, it, it easily could have. But All like her reactions, she, yeah, yeah, like they they seemed genuine, like yeah. like they. I could, I would absolutely one hundred percent love a Supergirl movie. I as her, I'm under the impression that she is going to be the uh, Supergirl in the DCU. Oh, that would be great, but um, I don't know if that's confirmed or not. But I know <laughs> she's advocating for it a lot um sasha like collins i think her name or something yeah yeah something it's like, like sasha like cole 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 or, yeah something like that yeah but like, she she was great but um yeah i mean overall i'd probably give it like a like a high 70s maybe even on a dc scale it has it's a it's one of the oh best dc Easily. movies of of like the snyderverse um Overall, as a movie, yeah, probably like a seven nine. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I'm, I don't know, somewhere around there. Like that's a I'm solid right score. I mean, yeah, like Ezra really delivered. Say what you will about their character. Personally, not their character being the Flash, yeah. but yeah. their morals and actions outside of the movie. Um, you know, that's it's terrible but yeah we don't condone that they're no just because they're a shitty human being i mean a lot of people a lot of people worked on this movie and michael keaton worked on this movie yeah you respect yeah you better better respect him but but, like but like that's the thing like the money isn't going straight into ezra's pocket you know what i mean like and the the thing is like I have very, 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 very minimal negative things to say about this movie after the after one viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that one negative thing that I do have to say about it, I don't even know if I like even stand by that anymore. And that was like the pacing got a little it dragged a little bit in the middle. I don't even think I care, but I don't even think that's true. Any like I think I don't know. I, I really don't have a negative t- thing to say about it. The ending was a little unclear. Yeah, I think but that was 
intentional, I think. That was that was my only kind of like negative against it. Um was that the near the like the third act started to become a little bit of a jumbled mess but then again you know they're dealing with a whole bunch of multiverses colliding onto each other so yeah that's gonna feel like a mess it's supposed to um but um no i i i felt the same way i like came out and i was just like oh my gosh like that is one of those movies that I feel like I could pop on and I would actually want to watch all the way through. And I don't say that about a lot of DC movies, like just what we've been given and the way that they've treated some characters. There, this, yeah. This actually felt like a flash movie. And I, and, and, and even, even doing like the flashpoint uh, storyline, which has been done, you know, like in, in, you know, in the show, it's been done in its own uh, animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done it on Great the movie. CW show. I'm pretty sure they've done a Flashpoint series uh, um, arc as well. But like this had this had enough changes and enough cameos, like you said, that made it an entire. It felt completely different. You know, like yeah. in the end, it's it's well, him someone... changing something little in the past and completely screwing up the future. But there are just different characters that you cling on to. And him being his own mentor was really cool. And that really was funny to see. And, you know, someone, someone, I forget who it was uh, within the last like two days of asking me like what my take on the movie was. Mm-hmm. And I was giving it a very good review, you know, saying how surprised I was, how, how, you know, pleasantly surprised I was and how much I loved it. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, it's the flashpoint paradox. Like it's hard to mess that up. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, (laughs) it's not, no, it's not the fight that. And and my point being is like, they use the concept of the flash being able to go back in time. And then they ran with it in their own way where it really wasn't the flashpoint paradox, at least like comic accurate storyline at all yeah it was not that literally at all and that's a great storyline i think it's probably better than this but it was they're they're so different and so they're both so cool for different reasons um i don't even need to compare them but you know that and that is a huge positive that i have of this movie is like they didn't just rely on a storyline that was already there and already very reliable they took a concept and then made it their own storyline, which ended up being really, really cool. It was really fun. Like it was, it was, it was a, this was a comic book ass movie. Like where it was just like certain things like, like, um, uh, Kara having to fly Barry one up into the air so that he gets shocked by lightning was literally like, you can almost see this in comic panels. Well, like, <laughs> also like everything, how they kept Keaton Batman and all of his tech. So 1989 yep. Keaton Batman, where like the kite was in the shape of the classic <laughs> Batman symbol. Like everything was Batman symbol. It was, it was like almost like corny. Yeah. And yeah. so it was so cartoony. 
it had that Tim Burton, man. That yeah. they, they injected that Tim Burton into it. And like every time they put on the Keaton theme, the Danny Elfman, I was, oh my gosh, I, I was in heaven. I loved that. It's so Um, good. And again, they, but they didn't rely on him for the movie. Right. Yeah. Like, like a majority of it was a flash story. And I think a lot of people going into this were kind of like, you know, when Ezra Miller's Barry Allen has been very much like the side character who makes the jokes like in the justice league and everything like that. He had, he mm. did have like that very serious, very good scene in uh, the Snyder cut um, where he saves Iris. And, um, and even at the end when he hears his dad's voice of, you know, like just run Barry run. Yeah. Um, the great scenes. But other than that, he's been that side character that cracks jokes. Eats and a so lot. It, 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 he's a snack hole, man. <laughs> he's a black hole snacks. <laughs> I love um, saying that. But like, I feel like going into this movie, if we had just had him being that, or, or if we had just had that Barry leading the entire thing, it would have, we wouldn't have taken his character seriously like at all so they did the smart move and they basically were like hey what would be more annoying than the our current flash oh a younger flash so like and one of them (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly so like so they made the super smart decision of just being like we're gonna have our flash that people know i i say in quotations because the Justice League was a kind of a hot mess. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, But the one that we're more familiar with, and they made him almost like the straight guy, this the straight man in it, who like played off of the clown, who is just a younger version of himself. And he even like comments on it. He's like, I can kind of see why people think I'm so annoying now. (laughs) I was just gonna bring that up. Like all the self awareness that he (laughs) is given through that experience was one thing really funny. And just kind of a cool character development moment where, you know, he's kind of looking at a reflection of himself. He's like, oh, my God, (laughs) this is what everyone deals with with me. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. Um, I was going to say something else. Um, But, oh, to your point, like Mm -hmm. it was it's it stood by the the comedic relief aspect of the flash that we've had. With yes. Ezra Miller. Um, and it also had like a lot more serious moments. But those those funny moments, I think are like the funniest moments we've ever had with Ezra Miller Flash. I think with DC, honestly. Like yeah, those, I think so. The, they no. are some of the funniest moments that we just had with DC. I was cackling, like full <laughs> belly laugh. And like I sometimes I feel like I was the only one, but and like there's one woman in front of us who was just like dying laughing, was cracking up was just too, the two yeah. of us, and I was like, <laughs> I love you, I can't see you, but we're homies. Like, um, I was like, you and me, we, we get this against movie. the world. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, that was um, like the whole scene when uh Barry two 
I don't know if they ever actually called him Barry One and Barry Two in the movie, but we yeah. we just started doing that without explaining it to each other, yeah. and we knew. So Barry Two is the younger Barry. Yeah. Um, when he's like first discovering his powers, and he just like like running around, and then he does the little like, what is it? The Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> he's he's like, like, yeah, Speedy Gonzalez. I've done that many times. I've done that he's plenty like, of times. <laughs> he's just gone, and then like. He's so excited and running around. His clothes burn off. And then he gets back and he's like, I'm so hungry. Why am I so hungry? Oh, my God. And he like is eating like a raw thing of broccoli and a jar of peanut butter. Like, <laughs> are we always this hungry and sleepy? <laughs> it's like, yeah, pretty, like, yeah, much. pretty much. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I love I loved that. Um, but uh, what was your uh, highest point of the movie? And what was your lowest point of the movie? Oh man. Um I think highest part of the movie like which was which was one of those times that I literally felt a like I felt my heart rate getting high because I was like I was so involved with it. I like I mm. felt like I was super into it at the time was the um come on barbie let's go party where where they both like get together and they're kind of just like okay like they're stronger than us these these um uh kryptonians they're all stronger than us but we're faster and then they like kind of just go and the the um what song was it again salute your solution by the racketeurs yeah okay which is one of jack white's One of Jack White's bands, yeah. Great song, great song played. Um, and they're just zooming around, doing fun stuff with being a speedster. Oh like, my gosh, it was so. I'm glad you said that scene, yeah, because now I get to pick something else as my and Barry too punch, <laughs> punching balls and stuff like that. Dude, <laughs> like, they're up in it, the air, and he just. <laughs> it was so perfectly done. Where. Music has been used as like a crutch in movies since yeah. Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Um, like we saw it in like Suicide Squad, we saw it in Captain Marvel, we saw it in um a few other movies, but those two stand out to me where they're like, Well, if we have a good soundtrack, people are gonna like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Suicide Squad soundtrack was incredible, but you know, the movie is terrible. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the first one. Yeah. Um but uh it just felt so perfectly placed, not mm-hmm. too much. It was just like, it just enhanced the scene. It, the scene wasn't relying on that music, you know? Right. And it, and it right. really was a perfect song choice of just like that new age, modern rock, Jack White, yep. heavy distortion, heavy blues influence while they're running around kicking Kryptonian ass. It was so cool. Yeah, it was. that, that was definitely my top um where again one of those like you said earlier i just had that dumb grin on my face while it was happening (laughs) and like and like it just creeped up like it wasn't even like i was forcing myself to smile i just like would notice myself and i'd be like i have these creases on my face what's going on (laughs) i'm smiling under my breath during this scene and when Kara just goes crazy on zod i just remember being like under my breath like shit yeah. like i was just like what is going on this is so cool <laughs> i'm sorry um, what's, what's your low my low i'm very interested to hear this yeah the the low is tough i mean like 
I mean, if if I were to, if this even counts, I mean, I won't, I won't, I guess I won't count the CGI. And the CGI in some places was like not great, but mm. it also wasn't distracting. Like, like it was no. never, it was never to the point where you were like, this completely takes me out of this. This looks so bad. There were some times where they looked, you know, super rubbery and things like that. But um, my my low part, honestly, and this probably tells you how much I really did enjoy the movie itself. But the post credit scene, that was probably my down part because it it oddly felt like old DC. Like it felt it's, like old DC uh, movies um, humor. Yeah, you know? and like to not to go down a rabbit hole here, but like for a movie that was supposed to be kind of like defining what the DC universe is going to be moving forward, like James Gunn mm-hmm. said, this is going to be resetting the universe, and the DCU is what we were we were going to get in the future the the new universe that james gunn's creating is what we're getting after this movie yeah and we never really saw how or why that's happening you know and i thought like maybe we'll get that in the post-credit scene or whatever but i don't know no instead we got drunk uh, aquaman acting drunk and I don't know. Just, yeah, that was pretty much it. So like that was, that was probably the, the lowest part of the movie for me, which is, which I think it would have said good. It would have said more if they just didn't do a a post-credit scene. No, exactly. That's a bigger statement than having Jason Momoa drunk on the street, you know, or, or, or even if, um, it should have been him. I, I mean, granted, you know, that this comes with kind of a big tagline and also big spoiler here. But George Clooney is uh, returns as Bruce Wayne at the end of it. I would have taken the same conversation with George Clooney, Bruce Wayne, that that he was having. Basically, like, you know, you're different in this other timeline. Um, I usually had a different Bruce Wayne, but something I did in the past changed it so that you are now this Bruce Wayne. Mostly because just from seeing from Keaton's Batman, how easily, how how smart Bruce Wayne is, and it makes sense, he'd be able to pick it up. He'd be like, and he oh, was just yeah. like, and then he explained to them what the multiverse yeah, was, you know, literally. Yeah, all he had to know was that they were able to, um, they were able to time travel and he was like oh okay well only oh, so an idiot would do yeah yeah only an idiot would do this but this is what's going on yeah so it wouldn't be this end scene just was played for laughs and it wasn't funny and wasn't. it didn't do anything to progress anything i would have much rather it be barry talking to george clooney and basically saying yeah and you were older but you're also younger. My usual, my Bruce Wayne is younger and, and like him yeah. trying to explain it to a, to a George Clooney, who's like keeping his cool the whole time. I feel like would just even would be funnier than. <laughs> and a, have like maybe some Joel Schumacher. I, I don't know how you say his last name, but the director of Batman forever or Batman and Robin, whichever one George Clooney was in Batman. Yeah. And Robin. Yeah. Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, 
having like some references to that movie in that conversation or things in the background or whatever, like that would have been funny. That would have been cool. It, it, imagine, imagine if that, that's such a great, that's such a great point. And I didn't think of this until you said this. Imagine if they were like getting coffee or something, dinner, and it's Barry and he's explaining the whole thing. And then George Clooney literally whips out his bat credit card and pays yeah. for it. Like how yeah. fucking funny would that be? Like, a little, like that, little something like that. Or they make a nipple things. reference or something. Yeah. 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 Like, like poke fun at those, like at, at those movies that like we know, like now we look back on and we're like, yeesh, like some yeah. of the decisions, <laughs> but that's how you make them better. Yeah. By, by being self-aware. Yeah. You know, I totally um, agree. I would have, ta- I would have taken that over what we got any day, but I also I understand like, George Clooney is probably comes with a high dollar and uh, yeah. the, the, he was probably doing them a pretty big favor of even just having the yeah <laughs> end scene. Yeah. I, I agree. And it was cool to have him in there. Yeah. It was really cool. I think this isn't my top thing of the movie, mm-hmm. but that scene where we get Adam West, we got um, Christopher Reeves, yeah. we got um, who else? We had? Nick Cage. Nick Cage. <laughs> we didn't get what's his name from Superman Returns. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, um, Roth. Um, I forget his name. It's probably because he's already Benjamin he's tied Roth? up with he's tied up with uh. What what's that show? Um, he's in the Arrowverse. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. D- doesn't he play like Adam or something like that? So I don't remember, but he plays someone in the yeah. Arrowverse. So that's yeah. probably why they didn't have him. And then I was really hoping we were gonna get more Batman, Batman's Batman. Yeah. Like, yeah. could have thrown in, you know, a clip of uh, Val Kilmer. That would have been yeah. a nice little thing. Yeah, that would. Or have like, been... they wouldn't need new footage, right? Um, or if they had like, I was really hoping for Christian Bale. That would have been really. Cool. I think <laughs> I think Nolan is keeping the the Dark Knight trilogy to himself because that's a very grounded. Yeah. That's yeah. its own thing. He's trying to separate that out and not have any sort of like multiversal anything involved with yeah. that. Yeah. I get that. But it was cool to see all of those and see Nick Cage yeah. as <laughs> a Superman. That was cool. Um my going into my top, my my rose and my thorn. Um my peak in my valley. My I don't know any other one. Um I don't know any trying to think of what my lowest thing was. I really don't have too much. I don't have too many bad things to say about this movie, honestly. Like, mm. um, like I mentioned before, I do think the like it's such a nitpicky, stupid, douchey thing to say. I think it dragged a little bit in the middle. But that it, is the most like that's the stupidest critique to make. But I think that's probably the only negative thing I have to say about the movie. It was just like at one point I was kind of like, all right, this scene doesn't have to be this long, right? Um, right. And again, that like. I'm not a film critic. I don't know what the, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, um, it's your opinion. So it's valued. Thanks, it's okay. Man. Wow. Appreciate that. You can I have any opinion you want? So that, um, that was good. 
that was not good. That was my that yeah. was my least favorite. <laughs> um, it dragged a bit in the middle. Yeah, I could see that. My, I was torn between the "Let's Go Barbie" scene with Jack White, <laughs> yeah. um, and the the bringing back of like the Man of Steel conflict. Yeah, and seeing that ship just sitting in orbit, really. St- ominously and like very scared like that movie scares me yeah because of the way they set up zod to be such a terrifying villain in that way and Mm -hmm. he goes on like the the tvs and everything and and like he's like i'm general zod you have one of our people and like it's creepy yeah much much scarier in man of steel that scene because i feel like in this one he had more of a face yeah, he did. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, in Man of Steel, it was, like, static, and you just saw a little bit of, like, lips movement. And I think he had and- that covering thing on his face where it yes. made him look like... He almost looked like one of the aliens from, uh, like, Prometheus, but they had their yeah. helmets on. Yeah. Yeah. looked like that. Um, but it was still really creepy and ominous oh, in yeah. this movie. And then, like, we kept getting flashbacks of... I forget what they called them, but they're turning earth into krypton and changing the gravity oh, of yeah, earth the, like world engine yeah the world engine it's like yeah and we saw again like in man of steel we see the the brutality of that and then in man uh in uh batman versus man we see even more of it like the casualties right. and in this one they really showed like human beings being picked up and slammed just down slammed and picked ground. up and slammed down and i think just like that really like eerie feeling that you get and it's like terrifying to watch i don't know what this says about me but that was like my favorite part of the movie where it like kind of brought us back to dc being so dark and gritty Mm -hmm. and really scary and like zod comes in talks to the army they just kill the officers who are right there like all of that juxtaposed to the flash being hilarious and right you're laughing about him eating a jar of peanut butter and all this stuff like i don't know how those two things can like be in the same movie and work so fluidly yeah that's my favorite part of the movie for sure nice okay very cool yeah and cara love her and cara dude love her if she's listening dm us on instagram (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> you could you could potentially get on the show if we can find time for you yeah got a lot of guests <laughs> we'll throw in another episode we'll do two episodes next month <laughs> yeah um but yeah do you have any uh anything else you want to chat about regarding the flash before we move on to spider-verse um i think i think if anybody is really down on the dc eu i understand you i hear you out you yeah. have every right to be I think this is one of those few movies that you really should watch, especially if you grew up with the 89 Batman. I think yeah. there's so much love put into this. Um, yeah, I agree. You can tell the creators really care about the content. In this. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they, they absolutely did. And they, and they put in just enough throwbacks and little like little little callbacks to the to eighty nine Batman that fans of that will be like oh cool like they'll be able to point out certain things but it's not in your face 
Like it's never, I mean, the, the, the closest thing is that when Barry two brings up the bag, he's like, you gotta see this bag. It laughs like that. I was of, actually yeah. going to bring that up. That was cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah. That was, yeah. Right. Because it's just like, and it's just a one second thing. It's not yeah. like a, they don't make a huge deal out of it or anything yeah. like that. It, it makes, it makes it feel like lived in. It doesn't make it feel like they just put it in to be like, fans are going to lose their shit over this. It's just like, and it was barely a Joker reference. It was like right. a brown bag that you see. You don't see the teeth. You just hear no. the laugh yeah. from the end of the movie. Yeah. You know, that was, I think that was perfectly done. Yeah. That was good. And like, I think it was cool to get like Keaton had an opportunity to like deliver some of his classic lines. Yep. <laughs> like he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm Batman. And then he was like, you want to get nuts? You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. I, I loved, loved that. I loved it. That was awesome. Yeah. There were a couple, there was like a group in our theater that were all wearing classic Batman t-shirts. Oh, were they? And I knew they're all just like, oh yeah. They were probably <laughs> loving it, dude. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> I love that. Um, so yeah, moving on to the spider-verse let me um, see that shirt adrian let me see that see oh, that shirt really quick. this one oh nice my oh, nice. my new miles i got one from the last movie I had to get one for this movie you know his upgraded oh spider yeah. um Dude, hang on but, one second i gotta show you yeah. something oh okay well colin is uh gonna go get something i'm gonna entertain the show for a few seconds um we're going to talk about Spider-Verse right now. Um, if you haven't checked out the uh, soundtracks, I'm sure Colin and I will talk about it in a little bit. Um, but uh, we'll probably talk about the, the differences of the two soundtracks and how um, how those kind of reflect the movies. Um, but if you haven't been able to check out um, Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack or the Across the Spider-Verse soundtracks, I highly recommend it. The first one's... a uh, kind of a various artists um uh soundtrack with a, a lot of good artists on there uh doing a lot of different things um different vibes different genres it's really cool and the next one is presented by Metro Boomin um and it has a more of a uh concentrated vibe to it uh, but Colin and I are going to get back into that a little bit but Colin is back. What do you I'm got back, for everyone. us? I was I'm just uh, I was just ranting about the music. <gasps> Dude, I've got Dude. that's awesome. So Colin is showing me tank a top. tank top with the classic <laughs> Spider Verse graffiti spider, and it's like in rainbow paint almost. It's, a, it's very much. It's I think it's supposed to be um, the way the backdrops are so are in Gwen's uh, multiverse. Where they're like the paintings and stuff, beautiful. I mean, oh, man, let's let's get straight into it, dude. Like, let's get into it. let's let's set let's set the uh, let's let's set up the the room. What is it? Let's oh, set yeah. the not set the tone, but set the backdrop. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we saw Spider Verse in the Spider Verse came out in two thousand eighteen. Um. I hate to say this. I don't even want to admit this. I didn't even see it in theaters. Really? Yeah. I think I think I saw this that one either two or, or maybe three maybe. times. I thought I saw it with you. 
Maybe I did. Maybe I took a while to see. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. That 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 might have been. That might have been. It. I think you saw it and you're like, dude, you got to see this. And then now yeah. that sounds right. That yeah. sounds right. And then we saw it. Yeah. But this became. I have like a list of my favorite movies ever, and I don't include Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter on mm-hmm. that because that's like a separate list of like my favorite movies ever outside of my fandoms. Right. This one is probably number two into the Spider-Verse is probably yeah. my second favorite movie ever. Um, and it's on that list of just normal movies that I just really love. It's like yeah. the only fandom movie on there. Um, all that, all that to say how much we love into the Spider-Verse and how much we are anticipating across the Spider-Verse. I was so excited for it. Like that. Yeah. <clears throat> that was like, one of those movies that I don't I don't buy a lot of movies because usually mm-hmm. I'm just like oh like whenever it's on like a streaming service like I'll be able to watch it cool 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 yeah but like Into the Spider Verse was one of those movies that like I bought like the Blu-ray for and was like I want to have access to this whenever Forever. I want yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um just like the humor the humor I felt was like right up our alley. Like it, it, it really hit. like more so than a lot of things. Yeah. We even say that about, right. You know I mean, right. There, there, there are, there are plenty of jokes in it. And I would, I would say probably 95 to 98% of them land. Like, like each time they don't get old either. Um, I really can't think of too many of the jokes that don't land for me. Neither can I. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of one, but like, I don't, I don't know if there's one in there that nothing, nothing stands out to me that I'm like, oof, like, you know, never really liked that part because Into the Spider-Verse is just one of those movies that is like nearly perfect. If it doesn't land, I kind of just view it as like Miles being corny and like a fun kid. You know what I mean? Right. Right, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not sitting there like being like, Hey, why isn't why isn't he a comedian? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, I mean, so I think the bet I wanna ask this question just to start Mm -hmm. off the conversation. Did across the universe live up to the hype and live up to its predecessor, in your opinion? I think it absolutely did. Um it is it even having seen it twice, I still have into the into the Spider Verse above across the Spider Verse. That's not to say that just they are. It is a worse movie, or Into the Spider Verse is a better movie. It's more so based off of which movie would I, on any given day, want to watch more. And I feel like Into the Spider Verse is that movie. Yeah, and I mean, it would take a lot for across the universe to dethrone within a month of us seeing it even Mm -hmm. if we've seen it twice you know what i mean like yeah absolutely we we have such a connection with into the spider-verse where it's not just going to be an easy like oh no that one was better right right so um yeah i agree with that i what do you think do you think it lived up to the hype Hundred percent. I uh, yeah. I think 
I mean, I can give like a really quick take on the whole thing real quick, but I think I've, I think I've said this to you, but they, they have an opportunity here to have a perfect trilogy mm-hmm. where the first one really is a, a perfect origin story front to back. That is a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Like there are no, there are no flaws in that movie, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to be objective about it, but like, there is nothing wrong with that first movie. I think it is a perfect movie. Um, like it has heart. It makes me <sighs> sob. It makes me cr- yeah. like laugh, like nothing else. Like this is blue now, <laughs> purple now. Like, <laughs> like um, the voice acting, like everyone they chose one thing, mm-hmm. like not only do I like them as voice actors, but I like them as live action actors as well. Yep. Like I think, you know, all all the Spider-Man except for Penny Parker, I don't know that actress. Mm-hmm. But you got like um Jake Johnson, Shamik Moore, uh oh, what's her Haley. 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 Haley Steinfield. Wow. Bad bad on me. Um <laughs> you have uh just like Everyone there is perfect. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. That movie has everything you need in in a movie, but also in an origin story. Um, and this, the first thing uh, Stephen and I said when we were walk or we were driving home was like, they didn't just look at Into the Spider Verse and they're like, okay, people like this, this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. Let's try to recreate that. They did a completely different movie. Yeah, with completely different tone you don't feel great after watching that movie. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, it was a very like, kind of like overstimulating and it doesn't end on a, it was a very overstimulating of a movie and it doesn't end on a good note. Right. Um, And it, I think it is a really good balance between the two movies where the first one is very like optimistic, taking a leap of faith, you know, like all the songs kind of like, go along with that idea of like, I'm not scared of the dark, you know, like Mm -hmm. what's up danger, you know, facing fears and stuff like that. And this one is just like crazy realizations of the real world and yeah, you know, what's going on within the, the multiverse. So. And making um, tough decisions. Yeah. And I, so I think going on a, a rant right now, but I think it was like, the perfect sequel to such a bright and optimistic introduction to a trilogy. And I think yeah. if they can round that out with, you know, um, beyond the spider verse, like this could be a perfect trilogy up there with the Lord of the Rings trilogy at that level or surpassing it. I get, yeah, I get, I absolutely agree with you. I think, I mean, across the spider verse, this, this movie played with so many different characters going through so many different things, but they balanced it in a really, really, really good way um, of where like, Mm -hmm. you know, like we don't even really, we don't even open with miles. We literally open with Gwen. I really liked how they did that. Yeah. And we didn't know where, no, right. Where in her story or like where that was taking place, you know, because it bounced around. Yeah. And, and it, I think, I think with, with dealing with the multiverse, it would be, it would be too easy for them to be like, oh, well, you know, all Spider-Men deal with, or all Spider-People at some point deal with this happening, deal with this happening, deal with this happening. Mm. But each character 
I feel like they they weren't like timing them up so that they were all dealing with the same thing. And and like like multiverses are, they all had their different variants to like what was going on. So like, yeah. you know, everything with the spot is happening, you know, that's going to be the cause of um Captain Morales um dying being his yeah. canon event. Um Whereas Gwen, basically her dad's a, a way too good of a cop and basically picks the badge over his daughter. Yeah. And then it comes down to a point where she thinks that it's going to be her canon event, but he's no longer, he, he quits. He says yeah. he's going to quit before he's a captain, so that won't happen. Also good and for then, him. I, I liked him. He was oh, good. yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So so did I. I mean, like, I I think... I think it was such a such a character developing moment of like when he was he continued to read the Miranda rights and you were like like there was like an audible like oh shit <laughs> like in in like and in she's theater. like completely dumbfounded she's like dad yeah. what are you doing are you yeah. serious because and... I mean in in any other movie in any other movie the minute that that cop sees her his daughter or his son or whoever it's like just go and you know I'll cover for you like like backups coming I'll cover for you just go but yeah not in this one and, right and and he's been so blow. obsessed with you know finding her Peter's, yeah 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 right yeah um, and... yeah I think um I really like how they opened with Gwen mm-hmm. and I like that was a really good introduction to Miguel. Yeah, and uh, Jessica Parker. No, Parker. no, no, no. It's a uh, Jessica. Jessica, what was it? Um, Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew. There mm-hmm. it is. Um, Jessica Parker. Uh, Jessica sorry, that's someone else. Um, yeah, well, Jessica I, it was... Drew was actually um, one of in the ultimate. Spider-Man timeline, one of one of Peter's clones. Oh, cool! The the only, really the only one that worked out because one of them like had like a melted face. One of them had eight legs or like extra yeah. arms and was like mentally just not there. But but all of them were. But like she was the only one that like actually worked out. Dude, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you should, in Life Story, there's a pretty messed up scenario with clones. Oh, it's, I want to, uh, I, I really want to read that. I'm, I'm into it now. You got, you have to read it. It's, yep. it's great. Um, but it's a conversation for another time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like, I think that one thing, that situation, that scene of, Gwen fighting Vulture, being introduced to Miguel and Jessica and dealing with her dad mm-hmm. that did so many things at once where like we were reintroduced to the Spider-Verse. We were introduced to those two new characters. We got some progression in her storyline with her dad and all these things play into the movie moving forward, but they all kind of happen so seamlessly without you thinking about it. Right. And then the movie starts and then it goes to Miles mm-hmm. and it was like, very kind of spooky of them like multiverse traveling 
and it sets that tone of like this is not a happy movie you know right right, right off the bat and then you kind of just go into miles and what he's up to and mm-hmm. like i don't know i thought that was cool i thought like the intro introduction introduction of the spot was good because you don't really know <laughs> if he's the bad guy yeah he really is just like a. here's what miles is doing and he's gonna fight this guy real quick and then we're gonna see the real big bad guy later yes it's it totally seemed like that classic superhero movie of like yeah we're gonna catch up we're gonna catch up with this superhero by beginning with them fighting some villain just just some random villain they'll will be able to show you like oh you know he's he's improved since you've last seen him like you know he's more used to his superhero life yeah yeah but get you up to speed but then it gets really like I'm so glad that they did not do that and they actually made the spot first off scary and then it ended up getting a little scary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like also that whole thing of just being like, I'm not a villain of the week. You're the one who created me and I'm I your nemesis. You. Yeah. Like, acknowledge yeah, right. me as right. like you don't you you I don't think you're getting this relationship we have. Yeah. And yeah. it like I don't know, in a way you really feel feel for the spot because like he like his life got like flipped upside down and yeah. like Miles is just like ah oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. You know, right. it's like it, like I don't know, for part of me is just like he's not getting like validated as a bad no. guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And it is because like he, he obviously like uh, Jason Schwartzman like does a really good job of voicing him, and mm-hmm. he has that funny scene in the beginning of like, you know, even you threw a bagel at me, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like even even after their after their I guess second fight, he kicks his own butt into himself. No, <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, I guess he kicked his own butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so like they they play him for laughs, but then it is one of those things where you're like, oh shit, like. We actually got to take this guy seriously because he's terrifying. Yeah. And at the end, he does get terrifying where he's like, see you at home, Spider-Man. I'm like, whoa. And he's in that new animation style. Just all like it looks just like scribbles. Basically, yeah. like, he's like ugh. he turns into like Slender Man. And it was yeah. really scary. The funny one funny thing is like, is that a suit? He's like, unfortunately for both of us, this is my skin. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah. That whole scene was funny. And he's kind of still trying to figure out like his spots and stuff. Yeah. Or his holes. He's like, um, my holes aren't the problem. They're the solution. They're the solution. And the construction <laughs> workers are like, you got to stop talking about your talking? holes. You're making us all really uncomfortable. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And yeah. how he kept referring to them as his holes. Yeah. I and he's, and, and it's like, it's also like funny because like he's not like, He's not like a mean person. Like he was yeah. like, as you were a gentleman, like to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to the workers and stuff like that. He's like, he's solely based. Like, like he's like, I just want Spider-Man to realize that we are. Nemesis each other. Yes. And yeah. We are like connected in this. Like I brought the spider here, which brought you what, you know, it's like all these different things. You shut down the collider while I was sh- working on it, while mm-hmm. I was still there. You created me. I created you. We are interconnected. Like yeah, which again, like great way to connect it to the first one. Yeah, because honestly, out of the out of the entire ensemble, 
that we had in the first one, we get three of them. You know? Which... Well, uh, we get Penny for like a second, but like, yeah, but not yeah, no, yeah, not not even, and and even Peter B. Parker, I feel like, isn't in it all that. He's taking much. a back seat in this movie for yeah. sure, and I, I really like the role that he and Gwen played in this because, like, the the way that their characters are written in this movie is like they're still figuring out where they stand on mm-hmm. the Miles situation because they know what Miguel is saying is true. Right. And like, or at least they believe it to be true. Like yeah. these things need to happen. And Miles is the, you know, original um, anomaly. anomaly. Yeah. yeah. Which and is also really cool. I think like so an- anytime you take our main character and you make them legit special, like, like, yeah. Especially, I mean, he's the only Miles. Exactly. Yeah. Like, especially like in a in a movie like this, where literally they're dealing with there are hundreds and millions of spider people. Just endless, infinite yeah, spider people. Yeah. Yeah. Like and the fact that the... you make ours special, like I think, was a really good call. Really cool. And out of all of them, he is the only Miles that becomes a spider person. Yeah, which was which was also I had a question about that because like when they show and Shannon pointed this out to me, um, because I was thinking, I was like, the original, the spider that bit him from Universe 42. Yeah. I was expecting that if if nobody had um intervened or any or they wouldn't have plucked the spider out of there, that spider would have bitten a Peter Parker. Yeah. In the scene where he's showing the um in in the scene where the spot is kind of like talking about like we took the spider i created you i we brought it here you see the spider in like the little uh in just the drawing because like his his flash story yeah, yeah his story is just black and white yeah you see the spider crawling on a on like a school desk towards mile with miles with the braids oh right and and i i did and shannon was like no like no like actually like you should because i missed that part the first time and then the second time i went back and made sure to watch for that and yeah like the spider is literally like he's sitting there and it's crawling and then it goes boop like it's out of the multiverse i didn't know that so like so it was, it was supposed be... to bite that Miles, but and and I guess um, Earth. Which one are they in? Mm, it's like eighteen something. I think. Yeah. Um, there. I Peter... have no idea. Actually, I just made. It... I thought that was right, but I don't think I was right. I think it's like yeah, sixteen I th- something. I think it is 16s in my head too. I wonder if it's like even like 1616 or something. Um, I know the MCU is Earth uh, 19999 or something like that. Or that's what they they refer to Doctor Strange and that nerd kid. Right, Earth. right, yeah. Um, Earth 1610 is okay. Miles. Okay. Um, so. Um, or wait, no, this is. Oh, never mind, never mind. Oh well. Um. So, so our miles would never have gotten bit 
and um, the Chris Pine, Peter, Peter A. Parker would have survived and just been that Spider-Man. Also, that was heartbreaking hearing Miguel explain that to Miles, screaming him, screaming at this at him. He's like, you were never supposed to be Spider-Man. If you, you know, if you weren't there, your Spider-Man would have lived. And like, because that, that scene in that movie has such an emotional weight and it, like, Mm -hmm. I get emotional during that scene. Yeah. And like seeing this very like mature and like, um, I don't know established spider-man he's got all his shit together man and he he seems like such a good guy and he has his you know he has his shit together and he's with mj and they have a great whatever you know from what we see like Mm -hmm. they're all happy and he meets miles and immediately he's like hey stick around i'm gonna show you the ropes and we're gonna get you through this and it's like he just seems so good it 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 is one of those movie scenes just like Anakin changes the dark side where I'm yes. like, every time I watch it, I'm like, maybe he won't, maybe die, he won't die. And maybe he'll just, we'll just have two Spider-Man and he'll yeah. teach miles and everything's be fine. Every time. Like yeah. Every time. Yeah. I'm the same way. And like, it's heartbreaking, but that, and then yeah. that adds another level to it. It's not miles fault. He was just no with uncle Aaron in the sewer or whatever. He's doing his thing. And also that spider I guess they were below Alchemex, so I guess it makes sense. But that—that's when fate comes into it. Like control your spiders if you don't yeah, want seriously. them to bite other people. Don't bring them out of the multiverse in the first place, dummies. Like, yeah, but, um, yeah. That scene is really powerful, though, when he's just screaming at him, and you can tell like Miguel is losing his shit. Like, like he's Miguel is. A- Miguel's a crazy person. He really is. And like I'm I swear I'm ready I'm ready for them to show his full side, full like full story. And it's the villain. I want him to and it not be what we expect it to be. And that's why he's so hell bent on like I know how to make the hard decisions because I made the toughest decision. And I yeah. And he's done some really bad things as causing him to be so like dedicated to this cause yeah we also we know he disrupted a canon event yeah and basically lost his family all over again but i think there's more to it than that i think so too i'm I'm hoping that they like go further into that and i'm sure they will they they have to um i one thing i really liked about this movie is we pointed this out before where we get like the intro with Gwen. We get the little like intro kind of rising action, whatever you want to call it with miles. And then as soon as almost as soon as miles jumps in and they go to, um, Mumbatton. Yeah. Mumbatton. Mumbai Hatton or is it Mumbatton? I think it's, I don't know. India, New York. Yep. <laughs> as soon as they go there, it is pretty much nonstop, especially when they actually more so when they get to like Spider Society. Yeah. And they get to uh, like 2099 at that point. And that's still pretty early on in the movie. Mm-hmm. From that point on, it is nonstop. It is yeah. like there it's are no like cut scenes until you get to 
the changing of the scenes when they're looking like Gwen's looking for Miles, everyone's looking yep. for Miles, Miles meets other Miles. Like up until that point, it is just like one thing after another, them chasing Miles, all this stuff. And it is a such a fast paced movie, which mm-hmm. one thing makes me think how rewatchable this movie is going to be. Yeah. Because yeah. I can just throw it on. You get, you know, you, you get all the setup and then it's just like, boom, let's go. And it's nonstop from mm-hmm. a very early point. Um, but, um, I don't want to sidetrack us too much, but I also do want to like kind of dive into some of the new characters that we got in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, a big standout. The first time around, I thought it was very cool because I've seen this character in like video games and comic books, which is Spider Punk. Yeah, yeah. But then the second time around, Hobie made like Hobie. a huge impression on me. Yeah, because of like how like anti-establishment he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm very anti-establishment. I'm saying like how kind of genuine he is. And like, he just kind of saw through like Miguel's BS. And then like, was just like, no, I'm going to help miles. And then, he, yeah. Like, and like those little things of him, like teaching miles to like perfect his like energy, uh, his venom, you yeah. know, with like the force field the and strike. stuff like that. And yeah. he's like, I, and then he just quits spider society um dude and i think i i think it's probably like from once he met miles and even i would i would think Ovi knows that he's the original anomaly mm. so i feel like once he met him he was like i know who you are i know what you're about and yeah this is kind of screwed up that they just expect us to be like, Oh, it's a canon event, you know, mm-hmm. got to leave it, got to leave it there. You know, it, it has to happen. And I think he knew that miles was not going to just go out and just be like, I guess this is what I have to do. I think he knew he was going to fight, fight it. And so like right from the beginning, he was probably locked in. He was like the minute miles says go I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So that that was really cool, and I I really liked his his character also. Um, I definitely I definitely caught more of what he said in the second watch Me too. Because like it, it I'm I'm excited for when this does come out on like streaming and like uh, on DVD and stuff, so that I can put subtitles on to actually like yeah fully understand Got a thick like, accent. What he, said. he really thick accent, and he it just talks so fast and has yeah. those little quips. Like yeah. to the side. Um but yeah, love Toby. Um lo- I I mean I I really liked uh 2099. Mostly his his look is so cool. His look Just, is badass, and I yeah. love how different the spider people can all be. And, yeah. And I'm not even talking about like I love I I do love how they can look so different. Peter I'm, parked car. <laughs> Peter parked car. And like, and they had a lot of like really great inclusion in the movie. Yes. And like, but even on like a more surface level where you're just dealing with the more popular Spider-Man where you have like 2099 versus Miles versus Peter B. Parker versus Gwen, you know, like mm-hmm. they're still keeping the classic Spider-Man look, but they are all so different in ages and their build. Yep. Like, 
their like strengths as a spider person. Like I love seeing those differences as well. Um, and then it's it is funny to see like Spider Ham and Peter Parked Car and Popsicle and like Metro Boom and Spider Man. Yeah, and like the the dinosaur um, and the horse and the the, horse. (laughs) Why does the horse need a mask? (laughs) Yeah, what does he say? He's like, so people can't see his face. Like, yeah, yeah, can see his identity. And he goes, yep, and they just go, (laughs) yep, yeah. And there's like webs coming out of the horse. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Um, but it is cool to see those differences and like as much as i think miguel is a crazy person because he is Mm -hmm. like he was such a well-written character at the same time just like there's a reason why we think he's a crazy person the reason why we have like opinions about him because he was so well written you know what i mean right right and and also like you you also see his point like like if oh yeah if these if these events don't happen, you see a that entire universe just gets sucked up. Like like yeah. it it gets completely effed. So like lives are at risk, not just that one life of you know an Uncle Ben or um or a, a Captain Stacy or anyone like that. So his idea of just like this is a necessary sacrifice and He's probably also looking at it as look at all of these spider people around you. They almost all of them have been through the same thing. So yeah. what what gives you the right to say, you know what? No, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to accept yeah. that. He's probably like, you, how entitled are you that you think that, you know, you think all of us wanted it to happen? Yeah. And it's like. It's perfectly written where it's kind of your heart playing against your head because, like, yep. we know Miles and we have that built up relationship with him from the last movie, and that's like our heart tugging at us. But then this, like, we're hearing Miguel very logical. We know, like, yes, this makes sense, and mm-hmm. we see in India, it's not India, but we know what I'm talking about. Yeah, what happens when a canon event is disrupted? It's like. It, there's no question that what he's saying is true. Right. That bad things happen if a canon event is disrupted. You know, we don't know the specifics or what that can lead to or whatever. Um, cause Miles is kind of questioning that at, at a certain point, but like we know there's validity to what he's saying. Right. And it's, yeah. so it's like, oh man, he's really saying this, but I really like Miles and his parents and like right. but this. <laughs> and it's like, and that's kind of like we're put in the position that Gwen and Peter B. Parker and and going back to like how well this was written, we're seeing their conflict and them trying to engage with Miles as a friend, mm-hmm. but also they're still figuring it out themselves. And like they know that they're on Miles' side, but they're still figuring it out a little bit. But by the end of the movie, they're on Miles' side, right? But then Miles doesn't know that. Miles thinks they got they brought him here for Miguel to do whatever, you know, yeah, so where like, they left off. It was basically like, you guys knew I was the initial anomaly. And through everything we've been through, you decided not to tell me. Yeah. Um, and then like, you see these, like two of my favorite moments of the movie that really tug at the heart is like the first one with miles and Gwen on top of the building, sitting upside down. And she's like in every universe, mm-hmm. in almost every universe, you know, Gwen Stacy falls for Spider-Man and it doesn't end well. Yeah. 
And then Miles kind of just looks at her like that giddy optimism. And he's like, well, there's a first time for everything. Yeah. It's so cute. (laughs) I know. I know. I love it. I love their chemistry. I, I'm so interested to see like how that works out. I feel like it's going to rip my heart out either in a really good or really bad way in the next movie. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that, I have a feeling that it's they're going to basically end it and say both of our universes need spider people. Like, yeah. we obviously we can't just we can't just ha- both live in one. Maybe they get watches and they get to hang out all the time. That's what I'm hoping for. And they love each other. I really hope so. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is a we are we're really in a pickle here. Yeah. <laughs> Multiversal pickle. It ah, it's like getting my stomach all up in knots. But um the second scene that really got me was like Peter finds Miles while the chase is going on. Oh yeah. And he's like, "Will you just hold this baby?" And he's like, it's funny at first, <laughs> but then he gets serious. Yeah. And he's like, "You're the only reason I had her." And it's like and he's like, "I thought and he's awkward and isn't good at expressing his feelings, obviously. Yeah. But he's like, but I thought maybe if I had a kid, she would turn out something like you. And I really like you. And you're a wonderful like, person to be around. around. <laughs> and I, it's so, so like he's trying to express himself. Yeah. And he's doing a really awkward job at doing it. But it's really endearing and really but cute. It is endearing. Yeah. The and like, that... I don't know. And like you see Peter and they're having this great moment. And then it's like, Peter, we have your location. And you're just like. No, you're like dang on. it man yeah yeah um but and i just i know i know like that was a really touching moment i know they are going to have a moment together in beyond the spider-verse that is going to rip my soul out of my body dude and I know. it's 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 i'm hoping i don't i don't think that peter b parker is going to die because they set up him with Mayday and MJ, I I don't see them I, taking away a father from a daughter. I, I think, yeah, I think he's already had like a really good arc of coming, like a redemption arc almost. Yeah, yeah. Where I don't think they're gonna go back on that mm-hmm. and be like, "Dang, he just turned his life around." You yeah, know? exactly. Right, right. Yeah, I I don't see that happening. But they are going to have some sort of talk where it's like oh yeah man. i i see i see um so the first movie i've shared this analogy with you um the first movie is a lot like a new hope it's very like introduction mm-hmm. to the universe that we're in you have like a reluctant hero being you know guided by you know this this mentor and you know slowly as the movie it's a very like it's a movie filled with like optimism and um you have a lot of the character breaking down his own walls and taking a leap of faith blowing up the death star jumping Mm -hmm. off a building defeating kingpin you know it's like Mm -hmm. there are a lot of similarities between this and a new hope um and it's like a, a movie about optimism and and like you know you know a lot of positivity and stuff like that i'm not expressing it very well and then this movie 
across the Spider-Verse is very much like The Empire Strikes Back. A very different tone, very gritty, very serious, a lot of revelations being made, you know, like, Luke, I'm mm-hmm. your father, you know, like, mm-hmm. you are the original anomaly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And loyalties being tested and, you know, things like that being uh, kind of brought to light and the movie not ending on a good note. Right. You know, Hanso is captured by Boa Fett, you know. Miles is in the wrong universe and there's a team going to try to save them, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, whether it be from Jalas Palace or from the different universe. But you don't feel good at the end of this movie. And I no. think the third installment is going to be very much gritty and dark, but also very lighthearted and optimistic and a yeah. good conclusion to this trilogy where it's kind of a mix of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think where this movie didn't have that leap of faith moment, it had a lot of very touching moments, but it didn't have that leap of faith moment from Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, this next one is gonna bring us back around and hit us in the heart again, which this one did as well. Mm-hmm. But this one was very narrative driven, very like pushing the storyline. It was very there was so much intent behind everything, and it wasn't yes. just let's make the audience feel something. Where oh yeah. I think we're gonna get a lot of that in the next movie. Yeah. And Sorry I think to, that, thanks for listening. No, 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 to that, that was but... no, that, that's that's that was great. And then and I completely agree with you. I think I think they've set up a lot of things that I really think they're going to wrap the arcs really well of everyone. Yeah. Um, I think they're gonna put them in a place and I really think they're going to go back to that theme of anyone can wear a wear the mask. I was you know, like Miles. I wasn't even supposed to, but yeah. anyone can wear the mask. Um, oh dang! I haven't thought about that. That's a really good theme. Yeah, like it goes like straight back to that whole like him being the original anomaly and never, su- never supposed to actually be Spider Man. Yeah, he was still he's still able to wear the mask. Like he can he could do anything like that. Um, yeah. I I I did like how like this movie did tie back into older like like uh like quotes or themes from the first one like when like Miles is running you see like the um in the reflection you see Spider-Ham and he's like that's the thing about this job Miles like oh, yeah. you can't save everybody and it was like yeah. coming from like a looney tune character you know <laughs> And it was so, uh, it was so emotional. But it was so real. Yeah. yeah. Because like, that's exactly what was going on in his head where yeah. he was just like, he was almost having to come to grips with, am I going to have to let my dad die? Yeah. And so like, and also that, that in that same scene, like the visuals of like the spots, hands, like reaching out and stuff like that, trying mm-hmm. to grab at him, the spider itself, like, crawling on the train and things like that were really cool really cool a lot of really cool visuals in this obviously incredible it's it's gonna win best animation like hands down it just for the not only like the 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 storyline and the voice acting but for just the sake of the animation and yeah like this has like in so many different ways this is kind of a norm for like we I, i didn't really bat an eye at like the subtle changes from like 
art style to art style to art style because mm-hmm. of because of the last movie. But this one brought to a whole new level and like the fact that they're like just visually seeing them go from like Gwen's world to that like old time cartoon that's the spot goes through. Yeah. The yeah. Lego to you know all these things. And it doesn't feel like they're doing it just for the sake of flexing that you know skill that they have. Yeah. It just it made sense for the movie and was um you know just so like seamlessly put into you know it, it made sense for why it was in the movie you know what i mean yeah and dude to your point like while while uh, you reminded me of it um i loved the way that they did gwen state um gwen's universe with oh like, yeah with like it was it's almost like watercolor like paint yeah and they show like an emotion with the colors that are surrounding characters like, like the reactions yeah yeah like like it's it's very much just like the regular like paint and stuff like that and then her dad asks you know like are you too punk rock to give your dad and like before he even can finish that sentence she's hugging him which i also oh love to my see. god i, I love that, that part because it it makes complete sense Gwen being a character who knows what loss is like would not take a person she loves for granted yeah. ever. She, that would, is a... she would never let that get in the way of showing affection to a person that's that's there at the at the point. That was a um, really really great scene. Yeah, and 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 once they embrace around them a, the color like, changes. a yellow, it it starts to become like a yellow. Yeah. Together. And one thing that I noticed on the second second viewing that was really cool was um, in the scene where uh, in the scene where uh, uh, Captain Stacy is reading the Miranda rights to Gwen, and then she oh, takes, and- she takes off her mask and shows him literally split down the middle. There's white and there's black. Basically yeah. showing how he's viewing the situation right now. He's Ooh. just viewing as white and there's there's white and dark, light and dark, and that's there's no in between or anything like that. I can't. I have to make the right decision. And then um, when he starts reading them again or something like that, it all turns red behind him. So like he's chosen mm. his side, you yeah. know what I mean? So like just just small things again, like with with the amount of love that's been put into this movie, you could pause it at, at any moment and it's a painting. Like yes. you, something you would hang up in your house. Like in the first one, how you pause it and it is a is a comic panel. It, 100%. Yeah. And it it's it's beautiful and it's incredible how much work goes into it and how much love and goes like the, into it. The attention to like the frame rates where like Miles is set to like every like other frame he changes, like his mm-hmm. actions change. But then they change like Spider Punk Hobie is like every third. Yeah. Like characters yeah. have different uh like frame rates to themselves. Yeah. 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 Within yeah. the same scene yeah. right next to each other. And it's really cool. Um one thing I wanted to bring up, I don't know, I want to, we're coming up on time and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
one thing that really stands out with this series so far is like I had no idea what to expect with this movie. No, same. I had no idea where it was going, and it blew me away. But throughout the whole movie, you literally don't know where it's going. Go like walking in the theater, even with a trailer, you have mm-hmm. no idea what is going on in this movie, what the problem is, what X, Y, and Z. You know. Again, going to the third one, I have no idea where this is going to go. I have I, no, I cannot guess where no, this movie is going to go. No, and that just either. shows how original this is, and like how well written it is where like a lot of movies you can kind of be like, well, they're going to have this story arc and this is going to happen. They're going to fight this person and this person's going to come help them. And they're going to have a redemption arc. Yeah. And it's like this, I have no idea. <laughs> it's no hundred percent. Yeah. Like, and, and it's gotta like, it has to pick up exactly where we left off. Like it has to, right? Yeah. Like, if like this miles is chained to a, punching bag yeah yeah and like this this isn't one of those like cliffhangers where you could go in and be like six months later you know you know what i mean like this is is still on the punching bag (laughs) (laughs) no this has to happen like also at the very end what does gwen ask it's like she's like that like the music is swelling and getting more and more intense Uh, and you just see them all like right in front of the portal about to mm -hmm. go into like a universal search for miles and she's like she asks like a question is like are you ready or something like that Mm -hmm. and like it just ends right there and it's like what is going on it's so cool dude and she has the squad dude the squad the gang got back together i love to see that um, and we touched on this a little bit, like how Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Ham weren't in it. And like, yeah, yeah. And then at that, the end, that, you just, you know, that they're going to be in the third yeah. and their absence from this one's going to make their appearance in the next one. Just so much more impactful. God, right. I, I'm turning on into the Spider-Verse as soon as we get off this podcast, Dude, I might but <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's, it's so perfectly done. Um, really and I'm, is. I'm, I'm excited to see like where the next one goes. Um, like, like I said, cause like, I know what my head's saying, like miles is an anomaly. Like all these things have to happen, but yeah. So, so I, I did have a, I did have a question where is miles, is miles the only one who is not a part of the spider society because he is that anomaly? Yeah. Okay. So, so, so like they all knew, they all knew that they were, they all knew what was going on. Like, they, I don't think we know what was going on to a okay. fullest extent. Cause originally they're holding Miles there for a few days while his dad dies. Right. Oh, and, right, right. Yes. And they were okay. all there essentially to tell him that his dad was going to die. Yeah. Okay. And then on during the chase, Miguel is like, you're the original anomaly. And so we don't know what that means. Right. We right. don't know what Miguel thinks needs to happen because of that information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if they need to like kill him because he's too much of a threat or like or like but what would that do to his 1610 
they wouldn't have a Spider Man anymore, right? Because it, it would turn into a a forty two. That's the yeah. same thing as a forty two. Yeah. Um. But so in in the first one, has the Spider Society been created at that time, or is no. that the event that kicks off him basically being like, "We need to police this shit." That so is that it. stuff. Okay, okay. Because like, that makes more sense. Because like it seemed like all of them had been had never dealt with multiversal travel before. Yeah. So and then now, okay, it gets brought up that I think Miguel says something about the collider, and mm-hmm. Gwen is like, "Oh, we fixed that." And there's like, "No, ever since that, people like villains have been showing up, and that's when they're reeling in all of like the Renaissance." vulture and yeah like right. live action prowler and right. all those different you know whatever i don't remember what they called them but they're bringing them in and then sending them back to their universe okay okay that make that makes more sense to me. all right yeah that clears but, that yeah um but yeah um any 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 final thoughts on spider-verse final thoughts fantastic movie i'll probably see it again in theaters um i think i will too i think i yeah i i think i just i owe you know what i owe it to myself <laughs> i <laughs> see, i man. might go have another movie day and go see like elemental and that again oh nice but then there's also mission impossible and transformer my six coming out i barbie and looks great thankfully we have god I'm, we have some time between Ooh, yeah that weekend i'm gonna have to do a double header oppenheimer yeah. barbie we got indie Two we very different haunted movies. mansion. Wildly different movies right there. I think they'll balance each other out. I'm going to go see Oppenheimer and then Barbie. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So you're not walking out of there being like... I feel like so Oppenheimer is going to make me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, I I I really love this movie. Dude, I they they nailed it. They, they told the story that they were going for and they set up all the dominoes like perfectly. Um, and I, I, much smarter people than me are luckily putting together the end arcs for all these characters, but I, I trust them so much mm-hmm. with it. Like, I just can't wait for the second and for the next one. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I'm very excited for the next one. A few rapid fire final thoughts from me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just had one and now it's gone. And now it's Oh, I'm so bummed. Maybe it'll come back to me. Uh, first one. Uh, so like, I think it's really cool that both the movies we just talked about have to do with the multiverse. And yeah. we didn't even really bring that up. How Mm-mm. the multiverse is just like so normal now it's between like thing, everything, though. everywhere, all at once. The MCU, the Spider Verse, DC. It, I just think it's cool that that yeah. is like the world we're living in, and comics have set us up for that. Another thing, um, the number 42 is very important in this movie. And I feel like it was very intentionally. Oh, I just remembered what my other point was. Let me write it down real quick. Was that Jackie Robinson's number? It was Jackie Robinson's number. Okay. And, I, you know, I thought so, but I was, it was between that and 43. And I was like, I don't want to say it if it's. <laughs> well, they, yeah. So 42 was Jackie Robinson's number. Yeah. Uh, played for the Brooklyn Brook, Brooklyn Dodgers. Obviously, was the first African American in the in Major League Baseball. 
very groundbreaking. And whilst, while uh, Miles is not the first, he's Afro-Latino, but he's not mm-hmm. the first black spider person. It It is still very um, like symbolic of his status yeah. in comic books, you know, yep. as the first, like, I think like popular Spider-Man of color. Yeah. For one thing. Absolutely. Very very much like very groundbreaking setting a tone for, for, uh, for comic books, but also doing it in a very way, in a a way that's very just like fluid and natural. And it make, you don't think twice, you don't think that they're like, uh, they have an agenda, Mm -hmm. you know, of Mm -hmm. like, let's, let's check a box and make, yeah. a Spider-Man of color. It's, it's just very natural. Um, whilst, and I like how they're including 42 as like that universe, the spider, that bit miles throughout the movie. You can see him wearing like a Brooklyn Jersey with the number 42. Oh, cool. Basketball Jersey. I was wondering that. Yeah. But you know, he lives in Brooklyn, very proud Brooklyn family, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was cool to point out. That is cool. Yeah. Um, And the last thing, um, was Lord and Miller, who are the creatives behind this, mm-hmm. were actually the guys who started the solo movie and got fired like three really? quarters of the way through. And then Ron Howard came in and finished the movie up and got the directing credit. But they were the directing team who started that movie. Wow. And I um, have to, I want to see the Lord and Miller cut of me Solo too. so bad. Dude. They did it for Snyder. I mean, come on. I it's uh, it's very interesting. But uh, I would I would even just like to see like a script. Like you have to think that they had like give me the script. Just give us the script. Give us the script, you cowards. <laughs> anyway, so I thought that was cool. Um, or at least that part is interesting. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of good stuff. We have a lot of good movies coming up. We oh, yeah. We haven't talked about a lot of stuff we want to talk about. Like Mando, mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, we might never talk about it. That's it's our podcast. Get off our backs, guys. <laughs> yeah, leave us alone. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll be back next month or before. Definitely not. We will not release another episode this month. But uh, July we'll be back talking about probably indie. Probably touch <laughs> on all the movies coming You're out. From hell, which... Indiana Jones. <sighs> Excited for that. Even if it's not. Great. Even if it lets I me don't down, care. I'm excited for it. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, the Crystal Skull did not get good reviews. No, and people, I love that movie. Yeah, people couldn't stand that movie. Well, I and I was like, I was like, I thought it was pretty fun. Like, I don't monkey, even think it's... the monkey swinging part was kind of weird, but that's about it. Like, I don't, I like the rest of it. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, I think people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> we know here on Don't Squad Radio. That's right. All right. Well, we'll be back talking about all that. Uh, and if you liked what you heard tonight, please go follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates on all of our episodes and what's going on with Donut Squad Radio. That we've juicy, released juicy one content. Ju- yeah, we've released one reel in the last 18 months. So if nice. you want more of that, <laughs> check us out on Instagram. We um, need likes in order to put reels up. All right, people. Yeah, come on. <laughs> 
time is money, money is power, power is pizza, pizza is knowledge. So please um, go check us out on Instagram to keep up with us. Uh, also, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, whatever it is, hit that subscribe button. Let us get a little bit more popularity on those sites and streaming services and podcatchers, whatever you're listening. Give us a review. Five stars only, please. Five stars only. Don't um, want anything else. Yeah, four and a half. If it's anything lower, mm, just keep it to yourself. Mm, keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that helps us kind of get more traction, get more listeners. Recommend us to a friend if you got someone in mind who would listen to two idiots talk about things that we love, you know, and we have, you know, we got some good takes sometimes. sometimes. Um, we love it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, feel free to recommend us to people. We have, you know, we just want to make people happy and give them a place to nerd out with us. Um, any recommendations, shoot us comments, shoot us DMs, whatever it is. But that's all for tonight. It's been a good long episode. We went into it like, hey, it's going to be a short episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been almost two and a half hours. So we're um, happy That's to be all, here. folks. Yeah. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that legally? Legally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, uh, Donut Squad Radio. I'm Adrian. And I'm Colin. Donut Squad out. <laughs>